4: You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. That is right. We're back with you again. Another movie, another week, another movie. Welcome to 1990. Uh, if you have not been with us before, we are a movie podcast where we talk about movies that are reaching their 30th anniversary, The Big 3-0. Not as I, as I was featured uh, because I sent in some uh, questions to another podcast called Round 3. If you guys ever are looking for like a real short podcast to listen to, most of their episodes, about 15 minutes long or so. And, uh, they've been doing this podcast for years. They also take like long breaks in between certain episodes as well. But, um, basically they come up with uh, three topics, three questions, kind of like what we do with our three questions, but, um, they have three different hosts and they give their answer to the questions. So they're always asking people on Twitter for, you know, throwing out questions, things like that. So I sent some to them and uh, I sent them through the 30 podcast account and they're like, is this a podcast that talks about the old tv show 30 something (laughs) no but you know if if you have a if you have a wealthy donor that really wants to hear about the 30 something television show from 1987 i think um ish yeah yeah, uh i'll do anything for a klondike bar so you know what not averse to it
3: that could be like our 400th episode
4: is to do thirty something, the TV series.
3: Start now. Just get all the episodes watched. There you
4: just
3: go. Do one episode on the whole arc. There
4: we yep. go. One of our one of our very special episodes. It's best of both worlds, and then thirty something. <laughs> we could do that. Well, it could be done. The lovely voices that you're hearing um, are are my my good friends that are always here with me. Pretty much every time we have a he, you know, he may be. A tech guru He may be sitting in Starfleet headquarters But on the other hand, he has a beautiful singing voice Everybody, it's Bo Warmbold Hey!
3: Hey, yo. How's everybody doing?
4: Do you, you not have Great, a, man do you, you not have a beautiful singing voice? No No?
3: No, it sounds more like an air horn
4: <laughs> Oh, okay Like the like the air horn <laughs> You were waiting for me to do the air horn sound?
3: I was thinking maybe I'd set you up And see what happens <laughs>
4: Maybe I was just going to leave you hanging.
0: Yeah, that's, maybe <laughs> that's 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 one of the, that's one of those you wish you had the video podcast. It was <laughs> yep. All right. Oh my god. Bo, Bo just
3: the power of being the man with the soundboard. There are. <laughs> yeah, I
4: know. There are things. Bo, just for you.
0: That's there. there you it go. is there. You go. There it is. Oh
4: man. All right, and the well, other dulcet tones that you hear somewhere <laughs> there in your earballs uh our pat canigallo pat how you doing
0: hey guys i'm doing good good to be with you
4: it's good to be here talking some movies um yes so uh how's the quarantine is kind of like uh quarantine's kind of kind of lifting kind of i mean it's kind of like me when i go to the gym after like not having gone for three years it's kind of lifting um but maybe f- not for,
0: for some, for some folks out there, it never, it never yeah. descended. No. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
4: I, I heard from somebody the other day. They're like, yeah, I went up to Wisconsin. It's like nothing ever happened. Yep. No. It yeah. is
3: like nothing ever happened up there. It's kind of frightening.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to ask you guys um, now, Pat, you never have any hair. So no. h- how are the Corona uh, haircuts going? Are you, are you giving yourself your own haircuts are you having oh, yeah. significant, significant others do that for you? Or are you?
0: Nope. Nope. I've, okay. I've started, I started buzzing my hair down a couple of years ago. Okay. It, was a, it was a while ago okay. and, uh, yeah, I just keep it short and, um, you know, it's, uh, I just keep it short. There you go. That's all. That's all go. man. Shave it down. Mm-hmm. Aerodynamic, no helmet hair. There you go.
3: I have my, um, I have a hair appointment. I haven't had one of those in quite a while.
4: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, coming up in like two weeks the 11th of july or something
4: i can't wait (laughs) awesome
3: i've 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 tried Mm -hmm. to to cut my own hair it hasn't gone very well yeah i'm ready
0: it looks good through zoom it it looks good through zoom man oh
3: it actually i feel like i cut my hair while i'm like that's how bad it this window looks fine okay (laughs) this way not so good oh We're coming the, from the back Ooh.
4: the okay. party the party in the back had way too much to drink is that what you're saying
3: <laughs> that is a good way to put it okay. yes <laughs> yes
4: so yes. Don, donna was not donna was not helping you out with the covet haircut
3: no she's too afraid she okay. she's not, not into that so
4: okay yeah. It took, you know, Sharon, it, it took a little convincing. She was a little worried it was going to be a problem. I said, you know what? I, I like my hair short anyway, so it's not really going to be a problem. We'll just, we'll put the clippers on whatever number they need to be on and then just go to town. So it took a little bit convincing, and, and ultimately she did it, and it was great. But um, yeah. the problem that we had was the clippers that I had were, it was kind of, it was supposed to be my beard trimmer. And mm-hmm. I think they were a little bit older, and I didn't realize they don't quite hold a battery charge as long as they used to. Mm-hmm. so we'd get like maybe like a quarter of the way through my haircut and the battery would <laughs> die and I, and, and my hair had gotten kind of long. So it was kind of noticeable that there was like a quarter <laughs> of my hair. It's kind of like mowing the lawn and then you get interrupted. Yeah. <laughs> and so then we're like, ah, all right. So we had to plug it back in for a little while. I'm like, all right, we'll, we'll just wait, you know, hope, no, hope nobody comes to the door or anything like that. But so it took probably, you know, ultimately it probably took a good hour and a half to cut my hair when normally, if I were to go get a haircut, it's probably like 10 minutes. Yeah. But it was a it almost was like a it was a little bit like a Mr. T. It was just like I was a little bit here and then we had to stop. And there was a little bit here and then we had to stop and but yeah, yeah it worked out fine.
0: That's always my that's always my nightmare is that I'm gonna cut my hair and then there's like a power outage mm-hmm. right in the middle of it, and then mm-hmm. I gotta go to school the next day, you know. There the you the
2: news. Another action filled adventure
4: I, I had to I had to hit record at the beginning here because Pat was about to lose his ever loving mind uh, when he brought up the question of, hey, have you guys seen who's gonna play Batman in the next
0: Flash movie? Pat, take That's, it away. Well, and the what I saw was that it's a rumor, but there are serious talks mm-hmm. that they want to somehow introduce the idea of the multiverse into mm-hmm. the into the and I forget who gets mad at this one if I say DCEU. Does anybody yeah. get mad at that one? Uh, or is it- I think Jeff. I say that's probably of. Mazooka. Okay, I don't it remember. Like I don't remember might if,
3: frustrate
4: him? Yeah, I don't remember if he gets mad at it or if he just doesn't like it. Or
0: okay, because yeah. someone gets mad at the award-winning Suicide Squad. That would be Jeff. That would be Jeff. Right. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. So then, the, so if I say D, well, whatever, the DC mm-hmm. movies. Anyways, I heard that they're introducing the whole that I that thing in there, which is their way of correct me if whatever I'm wrong. They want doing whatever they want like we don't need to make it all relate which, which the which whole is, the which whole idea I've,
4: that's what i've been saying for a really long time is don't try to copy marvel because you're not going to yeah. do what marvel did they put the groundwork in yeah. they did it great don't do that give yourself the freedom to just do whatever crazy stories you want to do and then you can yeah. do a suicide squad a yeah. batman and a yeah. joker standalone movie and they can have three completely different jokers nobody cares
0: yeah the the best part was is that they still feel the need to explain it somehow. So because they've got to put that out there that there's a multiverse, mm-hmm. you know, but, but uh, yeah, what I heard is that, um, Hey, just spoiler warning for anything DC, by the way, I don't want to mess this up, but yeah, you it. know, the, you know, they, they kind of have introduced it in their TV shows. Oh yeah. You know that it's, that, that's a big thing. And especially the most recent, I, I know, John, I think you saw it, but the crisis mm-hmm. on infinite earths, Yep. they actually that was, bounced. That was outstanding. Oh my gosh. And they had they had
4: Wow, is that your to, is that your suit that looks so comfortable?
0: Yeah, I know. I know. What they, is this, they armor? Got, is it
4: armor? Is it what wow?
0: Wow. Wow. It has the two the two flashes. But then it has um you know, at the beginning you get the clip of um the guy that played the reporter. Lieutenant, is there a six foot bat mm-hmm. in Gotham City? And what's he pulling down at that guy? He had an appearance. But then there was a different Knox, Earth.
4: Knox, have you been drinking Drano? Knox, <laughs> have you been drinking
0: Drano? <laughs> but then they had uh, uh, Dick Grayson appear yeah. in one of the the, the cold open, mm-hmm. and so yeah, Bert uh, anyways, Ward was,
4: Bert Ward was in it. Yeah,
0: yeah, and uh, so okay, so long story short, uh, they said that they want to have the uh, Michael Keaton reprise his role as Batman in the upcoming Flash movie, which would just mm-hmm. be.
4: Which I, awesome. I and, and and maybe I don't know if you've heard this part or not. I heard a rumor that was kind of a step beyond that, that oh, not please. just because they're they're talking that the next Flash movie is going to be Flashpoint, which was a story in the comics where Flash actually goes back in time. There Something happens where it depends on if you look at the, the TV show version of it or the comic book version of it. But uh, they go back in time and in the comics, something happens so that Flash never becomes Flash. Um, right. and that's kind of reverse Flash's way of keeping the flash <laughs> from ever becoming a hero. Um, and then the whole world changes because of that. You have like mm-hmm. Wonder Woman and Aquaman, the Amazons and the, um, Atlanteans are at war with each other and, uh, Superman, you know, crash landed in Metropolis and he's been kept for 30 years in a, in a bunker somewhere, uh, and experimented on, I really like,
3: thought you almost said bucket and I
4: was just in gonna, a bucket, Mr. Bucket, yeah. Mr. Mr. Bucket. <laughs> Bucket I don't use the bucket anymore. Um that's not our podcast. That's a completely different show. That's a great um, podcast mm-hmm. though. The, maybe the greatest. Would you say the greatest?
0: Greatest. Oh, mm-hmm. I see what you did yeah. there. Played yeah. it in there, man. Yeah. I hope they're listening.
4: <laughs> there we go. Anyway. Um so no, the the thing that I heard that was a step beyond even just him showing up in the Flash movie is that there there are considerations to use him in a similar way to how Marvel used Nick Fury to kind of pull Ah. together all of the Marvel movies um, that he he kind of, you know, as Nick Fury did, as Sam Jackson did, kind of jumped around to the different movies, had little cameos to pull everybody together. And so the idea being if they were working toward, and I don't know if they are, if they're working towards some kind of like a crisis on infinite earths kind of deal, which was one of the big comic book crossovers, which they kind of did in the TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as a TV budget could do, um, that could be one of the ways they're going to use the Michael Keaton Batman. Because I've also heard that he may not just show up in the Flash movie. There may be a Batgirl movie. There may be oh, you know some other awesome. movies, and that he would have little cameos in that, and that somehow this Batman would be hopping around the multiverse and hopping into different movies, and and you know providing that kind of through line in some way. So that that'd be pretty cool too. I'm, I'm up. To yeah, that. I don't need yeah. the multiverse movies to tie in with each other, but if they want to, sure, why not?
0: Yeah,
3: yeah, right. Yeah, if they're gonna go through the effort, I'll watch them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, twist, <laughs> twist my arm. Yeah. Right. So uh, that's exciting. No, so that's that's
4: fun stuff. I'm looking forward to that. All right, I didn't do our spoil our, our uh, spoiler thing at the beginning, so let me do that real fast. Um, our spoiler alert is we spoil freely, and we already have. So surprise. Yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> Um, iTunes reviews, please leave us a five star review or something else. If you think that's what we deserve, but uh, we would be very, very appreciative if you could do that on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and then visit our website, 30 podcast.com where you can find out more about our show, find all the past episodes, voicemail number, all that fun stuff. Now, before that's- we jump into Goodfellas, um, I, I have a bit of a confession to make. Uh, bring the room down here for just a moment. Um, it's around about this time of year that I get a little anxious for the next year. And so I've already put together the list of movies that we can vote on. I saw that. Yeah. Did you go, did you already really? see that? Okay.
3: I haven't voted yet, but I, I was in there the other day, I think to sit probably to send the list of movies. Okay. And I was like, huh, that looks like it says 91.
4: Yeah. All right. I get, sometimes I get a little impatient. To the bad. Well, you know you're
3: halfway through ninety one, ninety. I okay. know. Well,
4: <laughs> and and see when when it used to be, I mean, COVID has kind of changed some of that stuff. But when it used to be that I had to go track down copies of these movies way ahead of time, it was kind of like mm-hmm. I'm going to need a few months so that we can track down the January February movies so we can get going with this stuff. So I, I did start to. uh What's the I document? feel like
3: there used to be a rule we were only supposed to vote for X amount of movies.
4: I tried to keep it to about 40. Now, I think I've got okay. like 125, 126 movies in here. Yep. No, 125, 125. So there's 125 movies in this list. And um, if you can, try to keep it to about 40 that you're voting for. Because if we do have special episodes, things like that, then obviously there's going to be about, we tend to do about 50 episodes a year. We don't always do every week, but uh, about 50 a year is what we average. But anyway, for the listeners who don't really care much about our Google spreadsheet... No, they don't. (laughs) I I am going to put out the full list... Yeah, um, I am going to put out the full list of 125 movies. too. I usually I, I create a form and I send that out, put it on our website, send it out on mm. Twitter, and let some of the listeners vote on that as well. So I will put that out probably within the next month or so. Uh, so if people want to vote on some of our 1991 movies, I know our Oklahoma contingent uh, did some did some heavy voting for us last time. So um, and uh, unlike unlike Illinois voters, they did only vote once per movie. So all right, um, all right. They haven't learned how to do that other type of voting we do around here um so so yeah so we got that and there was some good stuff in here like there was some fun stuff when i started going through the list there was i mean obviously terminator 2 is at the top of the list so um but yeah i mean some of the others too the flight of the intruder um oh silence of the lambs king ralph uh let's see what else was in here that i noticed kind of right away um teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 the secret of the ooze Oh, look, there's a movie in here called Backdraft. I feel like I should see that movie.
0: Yeah, I, I'm telling you, John, there is one scene that is like, I'm telling you, there's one scene that's going to fit your current work environment perfectly. Okay. Defending um, your life. Yeah.
4: City Slickers is in here, too. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. The Rocket Two, FX 2. Oh, FX2.
3: oh FX2. My goodness.
4: FX 2. I've, I've never seen FX 2. Oh, really?
3: wow. Oh. It's been years. I, I, but...
4: hadn't, I hadn't seen FX until we watched it for the
0: podcast.
3: Soap dish. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> hey, hey! Any, any of you guys seen Toy Soldiers? Long yeah. time ago. Yeah. Oh, Definitely. yeah, that was. But yeah, there's there's Suburban some Suburban
3: yeah. Commando. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a nice place to live, but I wouldn't want to visit.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the the Fisher oh, King is in there. That's a good one.
3: Uh, V.I. Warshawski.
0: I've never oh, seen. Yes. I've never seen that one. Yes. Oh, yes, that's yes.
3: good. Is
0: good? Okay. the, Hot rock, shots. the Rocketeer. That's yes. so cool. The Rocketeer. The Don't you read the papers? It's uh, it's Jack my Hollywood. Mm-hmm.
4: Love that awesome. One. Oh, Star Trek Six.
3: Yeah.
0: Oh. Yes. Do, do 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 do
3: do. Necessary roughness.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, oh the,
3: my goodness.
0: The commitments. Have you guys seen the commitments? It's, it, been, a it's time, been a long time.
3: Yeah. yeah. Oh, hook. You're yeah. scared stupid.
4: Bangarang Rufio. All right. Well, I am looking forward to these. I we could go through this list all night. Wow. Well, the quickening. Yeah, yeah Highlander 2, the Yeah.
3: Oh. oh. The Last Boy Scout.
4: Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was trying to figure what got Bo so excited.
3: Oh, father of the bride.
4: Mm-hmm. He was he was giddy as a schoolboy. Yeah,
3: I had such a crush on her.
0: Oh, oh yeah. Uh Steve Martin. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> wait, wait, what are we talking about?
3: Wow, JFK, fried green tomatoes.
0: Ooh, Rush. That was a that was a rough one.
3: Right on. It's gonna be a good yeah, year. It'd
0: be a good one. going to get through
3: yeah. ninety first though.
0: I know. I know. So that's out there
4: and I'll put I'll put that out there to everybody so they can start voting on that uh soon and we nice. can throw all that stuff together. But uh yeah. So I just wanna throw that in there real quick I that will oddly enough, it'll probably come up sooner than we think. So
0: usually does. All right.
4: Are we ready? Are we I got I got my good fellas here with me tonight. Are are my good fellas here ready?
0: How you doing, John? How you doing? I'm good I
4: Hey, I took care of that thing for you. Yeah is is that not one of the is that not one of the best like just as he's going around the room I, we're we're jumping like way ahead of everything right now but yeah. as he's going around the room and he's introducing all the different people what's the guy's name is it Pete the Killer yeah yeah so. he's going around the room and just and everything that everything that everybody says you know it's like hey how you doing and as everybody's doing their whole thing and he's just this guy just looks at him and goes hey I took, he took care, care of that thing, thing. for you I'm like. Is that not one of the
0: f- a great line. funniest,
4: greatest introductions? And, and the guy, I don't know that you see him again in the rest
0: of the movie. I know. Hey, hey I, I, I completely agree. And I got to tell you guys, I don't know if you've ever watched Vanity Fair has these things out on YouTube. There's this stuff called the breakdown or it's these YouTube videos. I have fallen into this rut and I think I'm going to bring it up later for one of the, the three questions. But it'll have an expert breakdown scenes from the movie. They'll have like fighter pilots break down fighter pilots. They'll have a fireman break down fire movies. They'll have. Have you guys ever watched any of those? Oh no, I, it sounds familiar, but I don't know that I've watched any. There, ever. there are t- Tony Hawk breaks down skateboarding scenes. Oh nice! I mean, including the, like from Back to the Future, and like you never know which way these guys are going to go. Like sometimes they'll just like break down, like, well, this isn't realistic, or or sometimes they'll just say, well, this movie's great, and let me tell you. And then they go into this story and start talking about stuff. Well, they had a they had a guy that used to be a, a you know, I don't know what the exact term is, but in one of the crime families, this th- this guy was a was like a, a capo or something in one of the crime families, and he was breaking down mob movies. And he was sitting there talking about this stuff. Is like, yeah, this wouldn't happen. That's real Hollywood. This uh, that. And he one of the things he breaks down is in Goodfellas, and he actually. Uh, was talking about, you know, some of the things that you hear, hey, I took care of that thing. And he goes, yeah, that, well, he gets mentioned in this movie. He's, his name is one of the guys that's introduced in this movie because, you know, and I I know I'm jumping way ahead, but, you know, this was based on Henry Hill's uh, memoir. Well, supposedly this guy starts when they're doing the introduction scene, he goes, yeah, this is like it was and all this. And he says... I went with my girlfriend at the time to watch this movie. And he says, I was out and free, you know, and all this kind of thing. And he says, and she's like, are you sure? He goes, yeah, this is all Hollywood. They can't believe this stuff. And all of a sudden it, his name was one of the names introduced in that scene. And he, all of a sudden he says, he just, he just jumped when he saw it and he looked at his girlfriend, we got to get out of here right now. We got to leave. And <clears throat> so I'll try to, I'll try to find that link and send that to you. But oh, my gosh, that is a that is a never ending YouTube rabbit hole of Mm -hmm. just when you get the expert breaking these scenes down. But one of these guys was a was a, you know, involved in the crime families and uh, broke down scenes, including from this movie. So nice. Nice. A little aside there. Apologies.
4: No, no, absolutely. All Uh, right. Well, let's jump into the info for the movie and then we'll uh, we'll get going talking about the movie Uh, title of this one. Obviously, is Goodfellas. Came out on the 21st of September, 1990, rated R, with a runtime of two hours, 26 minutes. Directed by Martin Scorsese, who also did Taxi Driver, The King of Comedy, and Casino. Producers on this one were Erwin Winkler. He did the Rocky movies, Raging Bull, and The Irishman. Writers were Nicholas Pileggi, who also did the book and screenplay, and Martin Scorsese, who did screenplay. Pileggi did Casino and American Gangster. Scorsese did Mean Streets and Casino. Cinematography was done by Michael Ballhaus, who died in 2017. He did cinematography for Bram Stoker's Dracula, The Departed, and The Color of Money. Uh, music for this one, I don't, they didn't really have a composer. I think it was all um, it was all popular music, other classical music, so uh, they did not have a composer for this one. Budget was $25 million, box office was $46.8 million. Flick Metrics, which combines Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, and Letterboxd, gives it a 90%, and CinemaScore gives it an A- starring Robert De Niro, who played Jimmy Conway. He was in Raging Bull and Taxi Driver. Ray Liotta played Henry Hill. He was in Nark and Something Wild. Joe Pesci was, uh, okay, 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 okay. He was Tommy DeVito. He was in Raging Bull and My Cousin Vinny, which we, what was it the other night? Something came on and somebody said, uh, it may have been on the news, and Sharon and I will do this every single time. Um, I think the news said something like, uh, and the shooting involved two youths. What's a, yeah. <laughs> two, two <youths? laughs> What's a youth? Two youths. What's a You. I'm sorry, Your Honor. Youths. Youths. <clears throat> uh, Lorraine Bracco played Karen Hill. She was in The Sopranos and Medicine Man. Paul Sorvino played Paul Cicero. Not a huge stretch in the character name and the uh, actor name there. Yeah. He was in The Rocketeer and Nixon. Uh, Frank Severo played Frankie Carbone. He was in The Godfather Part Two and Ruthless People. Tony Darrow played Sonny Buns. He was in Mighty... That's just a fun name, too. He was in Mighty Aphrodite and Deconstructing Harry. Mike Starr played Frenchie. He was in Uncle Buck and Miller's Crossing, which actually will be our movie next week. Uh, Frank Vincent died in 2017. He played Billy Batts, uh, who also died in this movie. Um, he was in The Sopranos and Raging Bull. And Chuck Lowe, who also died in 2017, played Morris Kessler. He was in The Mission and Sleepers. How <laughs> oh, <people.
1: laughs> as far back as I can remember I always wanted to be a gangster I know I'd go from rags to to me being a gangster was better than being president of the United States never run on your friends and always keep your mouth shut it meant being somebody in the neighborhood that was full of nobodies hey mom what do you think you look like a gangster by the time i grew up there was 30 billion a year in cargo moving through Ottawa airport and believe me we tried to steal every bit of it you might know who we are but we know who you are understand yeah what kind of people are these life is blood. i dream what do you do? I'm in construction. If we wanted something, we just took it. And you didn't even think about it. Taz, it, it was better than Citibank. Nice. It's great, but nice. You got some nerve standing me up. Nobody does that to me. Who the hell do you think you are? Frankie Valley or some oh. kind of big shot? I was living in a fantasy. He's not Jewish. For most of the guys, killings got to be accepted. Murder was the only way that everybody stayed in line. What are we going to do with him? We can't just dump them on the Three street. Hour. And am going I'll never find them. You got out of line, you got whacked. Everybody knew the rules. Hey, Henry, here's an arm. F- very funny, guys. Here's a leg. It's a wing. <laughs> what do you like, the leg and the wing, Henry. Okay, you ready? Sometimes I... For us to live any other way was nuts. Anything I wanted was a phone call away. (laughs) And we were treated like movie stars with muscle. We had it all just for the asking. It's gonna be a good summer. (laughs) It was a glorious time. In a world that's powered by violence, on the streets where the violent have power, a new generation carries on an old tradition.
4: All right. So our first question is usually, how does this movie make you feel? We'll start off with that one again. How does Goodfellas make you feel?
3: Like I want to become a gangster. (laughs)
4: Ever since you were little, right?
3: Ever since I was
0: little. Mm-hmm.
4: Pat, how does this movie make you feel?
0: Uh, kind of sick to my stomach.
3: <laughs>
0: All right. All and right. you,
3: John? A <sighs> um,
4: too, Brute. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, this movie makes me feel... Uh, this is one of those movies that makes me feel educated. Like, I feel like I've learned something from this movie. In this movie, we start off in 1955, Uh, we've got a a young Henry Hill, we start off with the young Henry Hill, you know, growing up and how he's immediately enamored with this whole lifestyle that he sees going on around him, you know, he sees, those are kind of like the heroes of the neighborhood, at least, you know, from his vantage point, Um, these guys have everything. And so he, he just latches onto that right away, and immediately, you know, starts to, starts to replace the, you know, the, the life that his parents want for him. He immediately starts to replace that with, well, I don't need to go to school. And um, and those are some of those really early memorable scenes of, you know, they send that, the school sends a letter and says, hey, you haven't been there for months. And then immediately the next thing they do, they track down the mailman. <laughs> yeah. And that poor mailman, at, at first, I remember the first time mm-hmm. watching this movie, I thought, so wait, his dad's a mailman? Because I thought that was his dad. And he was like, I want you guys to like tell my dad, don't ever beat me again. I there thought he that's is. what that was. That's yeah. the guy. That's the guy. That's the guy. And I was like, Whoa. "Wow, that's harsh." No, it turns out it was just some poor mailman that delivers the mail. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and you saw when big Big Polly came walking in, you mm-hmm. know, because he, 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 those guys were messing around by the cab stand, and Polly comes walking out, just like, "Hey, hey, you know, calm down." When mm-hmm. he's watching across the street, but in this time, Polly came walking in, and you like in the back of my mind, I'm like, "He's gonna like, hey, what are you guys doing?" man, he just, he was just staring that guy down like the look of death yep. in that thing. Yep. You know, I mean, that was, that was, that was like, forget about it. You, <laughs> I mean, that was, uh,
4: you don't mess with Polly.
0: Well, any of those, Mm-mm. any of those guys, Polly's, Polly
4: Walnuts, Polly's Polly's going to turn you into some thinly sliced garlic.
2: Yeah. Mm,
4: yeah. So, um, and you know what, that kid that played, I was going to look up and see the kid's name that played young, uh, Henry Hill. And, um, he was really good. Like, you know, for somebody to, to be playing what was supposed to be a young Ray Liotta look just like him. Um, the kid mm-hmm. was great. And, and so then it then really felt like it was just a seamless transition from the childhood scenes with him to when he's, you know, adult, adult Henry, um, mm-hmm. you know, as, as Ray Liotta in that part. And uh, before we get too much further, I got to say this movie in particular, kind of, th- this is the one movie that makes me okay with Ray Liotta as an actor. Otherwise, I don't usually like him as an actor. Like to me. really, Yeah. To me, he just he just yells in everything he's in. Like he's it's kind of like when Austin Powers loses control of the volume of his voice. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that's most of Ray Liotta's roles that I've ever seen in other movies. And I'm just like, OK, God, the guy just yells. He doesn't even act. So it, that's probably an unfair portrayal because he does a great job in this movie. And I probably just need to see more of his movies to, to Had- make a make a more he-
0: informed statement. Do you feel that way in Copland?
4: Um, it's been a long time since I've seen Copland. I have to go back and watch it.
0: I got. I'm going to have to look up Ray Liotta's movies. Yeah,
4: yeah. I just feel like some of the. It's, I, I feel it's like an whole,
0: interesting list. Yeah, yeah.
3: He's mellowed a bit. When he was older, he mellowed a bit. Yeah. Sort of, but he definitely won the shouty award for mm-hmm. a while.
4: Yeah, yeah sure. this this is his you know Goodfellas is his least shouty of his movies that I've seen.
3: Yeah, it's Other, a fantastic movie.
4: Otherwise, I just did, I just didn't care for him as an actor because it seemed to me like he was just always shouting his lines as opposed to just saying his lines. I'm not
3: shouting. Sh- right? Shouting. I'm
4: shouting. I'm shouting. I'm not shouting. I'm shouting. Yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah. So we we kind of quickly move through the you know him getting introduced as uh you know as as part of this group with Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci. Um, we get introduced to Karen, um, you know, eventually who will become his wife and how they first meet. And, and, you know, I thought that was a, that was a great beginning to that. Cause obviously you know, at the very beginning, she doesn't like him at all. Cause he, you know, he's on that date. You can very clearly tell he does not want to be there. She's not interested in him. And then it kind of, you know, things, things flip pretty quickly. And just like as a child, he was enamored with this whole lifestyle. All of a sudden she's pretty enamored with this whole lifestyle too. And, and, uh, willing to overlook Certain things as uh, they continue to spend more time together.
0: Yeah, when they when he uh, basically sweeps her off her feet, I thought that was a particularly effective uh, uh, way. They just shot the whole thing, used the music, dum 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 dum, that whole scene, and uh, and I'm, yeah, I'm not, i I could sing along. I'm not going to try and sing it here, but I mean it just and even the camera following them. It was just like the the whole scene. I mean, it's Martin Scorsese, so of course it's slick. I mean, this is this is this is high quality filmmaking right here. You know, I mean, duh. But I mean that that scene was very effective with the whole ham hey, getting swept off, getting swept off my feet, and everything like that.
3: They did an amazing job in this movie, um, and I suppose I maybe should have waited for this um, for the maybe a little later in the discussion, but Pat, you hit it right on the head. The way they, and they did it a couple times, the way they took years or not even years, weeks and months of time, Hmm. compressed it and still told the story they were trying to tell. Mm -hmm. And it it made you worry for how long the movie could have been, even though it was pretty long to begin with. Right. But then you, you were so impressed that wow, they told a whole lot of story in not that much time because it seems like that. They, you believed that you watched them fall in love, and they didn't spend anywhere near as much time on it as you might have thought by the right. time it was over. There right. was that, and they did, it once, they did it one other time, too. Maybe it was his early days in the organization. I feel like there's one more time where they did that, a very similar thing. They compressed the time down and did such a – but so clean too. Like sometimes when you do that, it doesn't doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I I was impressed with that as I was watching it. Yeah, guess that Scorsese
0: guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, no kidding no yeah. kidding man. That guy, that, that creep and roll, man. That creep and roll. Just, just get a little music there. Yeah, they just they did such a good
3: job
0: with it. Yeah, and even even picking that, I mean, the song. I mean, I'd yeah. say that song, that song, really made that scene. Well, I mean, not just, but that was a huge component of that scene. Like, I, you know.
4: Yeah. Explain a little bit your your initial reaction, like your one word. So I said that I felt educated by this. Uh, Bo wants to be a gangster. And Pat feels sick to his stomach. So those are three very, very different takes. On uh, you know our, our initial reactions to this movie, so I'm curious to find out a little bit more about that. So, Bo, what what is it that makes you want to be a, what makes you want to be a gangster?
3: Well, you know, the first two thirds of the movie, like, being a gangster just looked like the single best. I can't even call it an occupation, calling. Let's call it a calling, the single best calling out there. Um, it, it just looked like fun. <laughs> Um, and I know that was the point. That's when things were riding high and whatnot. So, yeah, like when I think about this movie, I'm like, yeah, that's the one that makes you think being a gangster is pretty cool. Then they shut the door on you as they should. But for a little while, you're thinking, eh, it's not so bad.
0: Yeah. Maybe after the first minute, that first minute scene right before that, you know, that and that opening thing where he says, my, my entire life i always wanted to you know that that trunk scene was a little bit much i don't know if that was i don't know maybe you maybe you count that in with that whole enamored side of it but you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. yeah.
2: yeah yeah i can see your
0: point but i'm not i'm I'm not ju- i mean each to their own but like yeah
4: hey um, I, I wanted to be a tech director and it's not all roses so you know <laughs> stuff stuff you- is stuff is gonna happen so who-
0: who who are you driving around with in your trunk time? <laughs> oh.
3: Best not to ask those questions, Pat.
0: Yeah. I, I need I need a nest. What is that,
3: that. <laughs> what
4: is that smell? Oh, I hit a skunk. Go, go I, get by your mother. Get, get inside. I hit a skunk.
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: That's kind of like um did you guys ever watch the TV show Human Target? <laughs> no. No. Oh it's there's hilarious. There a bell, there's there's but... two it's two seasons. Um it was a great show. Um, but two seasons, and one of the characters—it's a—it's a DC Comics um, story. Let me look it up real quick because I'm gonna—I'm gonna get the guy's name wrong. Uh, it's from DC Comics. It's not a superhero. Uh, this guy is more of like—he's kind of like a spy assassin. And in the comics, what he does is he takes on the persona. He gets hired by people to either uh, protect them or, you know, if—if if their life is being threatened. Um, in the comic books, he actually makes himself look and sound like that person. So he takes their place in order to stop the assassination or stop the harassment or whatever it is. Um, And he becomes the human target. His name is Christopher Chance. And um, he makes himself look and sound like that person. In the TV show, he just puts himself in like a situation where he would be in the vicinity of the target. And then he tries to figure out, Who's targeting them? Who's trying to kill them? Who's threatening them? Whatever it might be, but he's kind of a, uh, he's kind of like a, a bodyguard for hire that just kind of blends into the background until the assassin, whoever, shows themselves. And in one of the very first episodes, it was back in uh, 2010, I think it was only two seasons, but uh, uh, the very first episode is hilarious because I, I think, and I think Danny Glover shows up at the end of the episode too. Um, just a real quick little cameo, it, and it's hilarious. But uh, at the, in the very first episode, the very first time you get introduced to the character Guerrero, um, it's played by Jackie Earl Haley, and they're basically calling him because he's kind of like their guy that even though they have, you know, kind of questionable uh, questionable tactics that they use, this is the guy where if they need something done and they don't want to ask how it gets done, this is the guy that they call. And if you don't recognize the name Jackie Earl Haley, he was the one that played Rorschach in The Watchmen. Mm -hmm. So you already know, you know, he can deliver lines like, you guys, I'm not stuck in here with you. You're stuck in here with me. You know, that kind of stuff. So in this one, (laughs) he's, I think it was in one of the very first episodes, they call him up and just the way he delivers the line, like he's, he's not really doing anything other than I think he's got a hose and he's hosing out his trunk. And they call him up, like, "What do you guys doing? What are you doing? Uh, what are you doing, Guerrero?" And he's like, oh, "I'm just, I'm cleaning my trunk." And just the way he delivers the line, there's really nothing else in the scene but just the look on his face when he takes this phone call, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm cleaning my trunk." Okay, I mm-hmm. there's more to that story, and and that could be its own episode all of it, and it's just hilarious the way he delivers that line. That it made me think of this exact same thing. You know, I was like, "I hit a skunk. Just get inside. Stay with your mother." You know, <laughs> yeah. there's a whole story behind that that we're not going to get into. But
0: right. Uh, right. He,
4: but Human Targets is a great show. If you guys can track down the, I don't know if it's streaming anywhere, but if you guys can track it down. It's only two seasons, um, but it was a lot of fun. Cool. OK, so, cool. Bo, you want to be a gangster, Pat, you're sick to your stomach. What makes you sick to your stomach? Is this one of those where you get uh, you get you, you, you know, to use uh, Jeff's phrase, you kind of bump on the the uh, Italian-American portrayals or.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely not, um, you know, it's it's, it's not it, how it's it, not it, how you
4: grew up. Is that what you're trying to say?
0: It, well, <laughs> certainly not how I grew up. No. And, uh, you know, and I suppose I could say Italian Irish because that's what uh, Henry Hill was. And uh, right. uh, although, you know, he, uh, you know, um, and then uh, uh, what's his name? Jimmy was the was the Irishman, right? Jimmy Conway. Yeah. Jimmy Conway. But yeah, you know. I'd be a liar if I said, you know, I didn't enjoy watching these movies, but I don't, in a way it's almost kind of like, you know, when I watch like a war movie as opposed to an action movie, I kind of got to gear myself up for it and say, okay, what am I, what am I really watching here? And yeah, I mean, they make, you know, they make it look, man, it's pretty slick. You know, you'd love to be the guy to walk in and just snap your fingers and someone takes care of it, Um, you know? You love, be, you know, you love having the guy that's the button guy, you know, someone needs buttons pushed. He's the guy that pushes their buttons, you know, you, yeah, I took that, thing, yeah, got it. You know, I mean, I, I, that's, uh, you know, definitely, uh, you know, there's that, that side of it, you know, having power, you know, that's, that's intoxicating, you know, to, to watch. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of, I, I, uh, I kind of bump on that and it's just, again, I don't want to get too hoity-toity about it, but it's just like, yeah, it's, uh, it's a bunch of guys just cutting people up and, and shooting people. And I, you know, part of what I fall into with this as well is, yeah. I mean, the first thing is, I mean, the guy, I mean, as much as, and I said this in the, um, the quotes, you know, what do you mean? I'm funny. What, like, what, what makes me funny, you know? And that's a great bit, you know, and love it. I mean, and it's so, but I mean, the guy that was saying it is a sociopath, you know, I mean, it's and I I. what's the difference between psychopath and sociopath? I mean, isn't the sociopath the one that just does whatever and has no idea of morality? Right. Or is that how that? Yeah. Or is that the psychopath? Yep. I don't. Yeah. OK. Sociopath. I mean, you know, he's, you know, and these guys are, you know, he said something. So I'm going to, you know, cut the guy up, beat him up, kick him, kill him, you know, do the whole thing. And. um you know, just, just unbelievable violence towards, you know, other people. And, you know, like we talked about with the mailman, I mean, the poor mailman's walking, he gets his head shoved in the thing, you know, uh, later on in the film, the girlfriend is, is, uh, um, you know, screwing up at work. Right. So they go rough the guy up at work and, you know, it's kind of like, I don't, I, 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 that that aspect of society, you know, like I just of us society, I shouldn't say society, but of that kind of group in there that they just it's gangs, they're punks, and they wear fancy suits. They make a lot of money and all this kind of stuff. But what that portrays is not like a lifestyle that uh, I, I just you know what I'm saying. um and then di- diving inside the movie, I just keep thinking, like, you don't treat your family like that. You know? Like, I mean, it was... I mean, I, I I struggled with that. Okay, well, Friday night was the night for the wives. Saturday was for the girlfriends. And it's just like, well, you know, okay. Um, you know, I, I, I struggle with that, right? He's got the two kids. I mean, the two daughters, those beautiful kids. And that... Um, the drug thing, I really, you know, seeing that go and even that whole thing is, you know, and, and obviously this was a big thing with that kind of helped bring down the mob. But I mean, you know, Paulie told him, don't mess around with that stuff. Don't mess around with that stuff. Stay out of that stuff. I don't want it because this other group, they all got pinched and this guy did, you know, you did whatever and he didn't listen to him. And it was just like if they would have gone back. Sort of like in Star Wars, if they if 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 Qui Gon would have just listened to Yoda when he said "Don't train young Anakin," we wouldn't have had no problem, right? If they would have just listened,
4: Don Corleone didn't want to get into the
0: drugs. He didn't want it's a it's a dirty business. It's (laughs) not my place to judge. I mean, I'm not my place to judge. But that drugs, it's the same thing. And they got they got involved with that. And and it's it was just like oh man, you know. it all went downhill. And I mean, he was so completely strung out. And then, you know, like I said, Jimmy Conway, my, you know, he was ready to knock off anybody. I it, it just, it, you know, I, I just, I, I get, I mean, I totally get what Bo's saying because they do, they, and they sweep the audience off the feet much in the same way that he got swept off his feet and she got swept off her feet. And I've, I've heard that in interviews and in speaking with people, you know, when, you know, <laughs> That guy from the club made the mistake of uh, of uh, trying to get a little too fresh with her, and you know he came walking he came walking across the street, you know, with the gun in his with his gun in his pants, and that that guy made the mistake of squaring up to him, and boy, that didn't last too long. And uh, I'm just thinking, like, man, that whew, he he roughed that guy up pretty good, you know. I mean that that he, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I I think I'm down to just saying sentence fragments now, but that's kind of that's kind of where I get with it. Like, I mean, I totally get it. And the first time I saw it, the first other than that first two minutes um, swept off my feet. And wow, look at this. But then it was just like, ugh, yeah, it's it's rough. They make food look really good, you know. Oh, yeah. But as
4: as pretty much all the Italian movies do. Yeah. you, You don't have much choice with that, but. Well, it's Italian um, food. I mean, you right. can't. It's like, it's not going to look bad. I mean, that's.
0: Um, <laughs> Even bad Italian food is going to taste phenomenal. It's still I mean, Italian you know. food, right? Yeah. yeah. As long as it's Italian food. Right. Now, if it's right. if it's egg noodles with ketchup, I mean, that's not Italian no, food. That's so Italian
4: that's, food. that's yeah. you know. <sighs> it's, it just takes me, and knowing that this is the same, this is like, it has the basis from the same story as um, My Blue Heaven. You yeah. It's it arugula. at I need some arugula i haven't had arugula in a- yeah um yeah.
0: and i will say mm-hmm. i've had that experience i when i went to college mm-hmm. one of the first things there was spaghetti in the cafeteria yeah. or something and i tried it and i'm just like no <laughs> and i think of my reaction and i hadn't seen this movie but my reaction was this is ketchup on like <laughs> macaroni with no cheese like mm-hmm. uh, i mean yeah
3: yeah nope. cafeteria cafeteria yeah. spaghetti's not exactly uh, yeah.
0: No.
4: Yeah. No. Not right. appropriate. Um, right. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of like, it's one of those movies. Like you were saying, Pat, it's one of those movies that you don't even necessarily. I don't think. Well, I don't want to speak for most people, but for me, I'm not sure that I go into this movie for entertainment. Um, like fun entertainment. I go into it as I'm considering this, and, and as with most Martin Scorsese movies, like his movies are rough. I'm not going into a Martin Scorsese movie being like, oh, I'm about I'm about to have a lot of fun watching this movie. It is a movie that's going to make you feel whether that's really negative things or really positive things. Um, And I think you got to go into a, at least for me, I got to go into a Martin Scorsese movie um, looking at it as it's a piece of drama, it's a piece of literature, it's a piece of art. However, you want to take a look at that. You know, it's like going to a play or a musical or something like that. I may not come out of it like laughing a mile a minute and just being absolutely giddy about what I just saw, but I'm going to come out of it the other side affected by it. And I think that's, like you said, you know, sometimes you got to steal yourself before you go into, you know, watching this movie. Um, you got to be in the right frame of mind. This is not one that you could just, I think you could just sit down and just put on and, and be ready to be like, hey, let's, hey, I, I'm bored. Let's watch Goodfellas. I don't know that I've ever said that before in my entire life. Like that's not my go-to. Hey, I'm bored. Let's put something on. Um, when I said educated, I think my reason for saying educated is I'm not a huge fan of the kind of reality TV where the, things like Tiger King on Netflix. Like I'm not a big fan of that kind of stuff because sometimes I'm like, well, I don't know. It Something to me, it's it feels a little awkward to have the actual person. It's kind of like we're making fun of the actual person by having Mm -hmm. the actual person here. And there's something that, you know, just being a step removed from it by having it be a quote-unquote fictional movie um, Mm -hmm. based on true events, to me that feels a little bit more palatable than watching the actual person be interviewed and and people are looking at it kind of like it's a, you know, for lack of a better term, like a freak show. Um, Mm -hmm. So for me, I think a movie like this is, I don't know that I would sit down and watch a documentary or I don't know that I'd sit down and I'd watch a news report on, you know, if, if a member of the mob was talking about his experiences, I'm not sure if I would watch that, mm-hmm. but watching this, I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't want to, you know, does some of this stuff look, you know, does it look appealing in some ways and that you're part of a group and you're part of a family and, you know, quote unquote family, um, you know, and, and the togetherness of all that. And um, does that look appealing? Sure. The other stuff you got to do to be a part of that family, does that look appealing? No, not at all. But I, I think when I say educated, I think it shows me, it allows me to get a peek into a lifestyle that really and truly exists, you know, but from the safety of being able to sit away and say, okay, I don't have to, I don't have to be a part of that. I don't have to be connected to that, but I can at least see how someone would get into that life and, and understand like, what does that, what kind of hold when they, when that life gets its hooks on you. And I think that's what this movie does a good job of. I don't think to me, it doesn't glorify. I think that's some of the problems you run into with some of these mafia movies is it glorifies. And Pat, you may have said this a, a couple of times before it tends to glorify the lifestyle and then never show you the negatives. And mm-hmm. that's what I think this movie does. Well, is it, while yes, it does glorify the lifestyle, it also shows you that flip side. Like you said, like the last third of the movie. Good grief! If you you know if you only watch the first two thirds of the movie, you might be like, yeah, it's cool to be a gangster. But then that last third of the movie is like, well, okay, pump your brakes there. If your brakes haven't been cut, pump the brakes there for a second, because mm-hmm. this is not good. Like things are not going to work out well. This is not a glamorous lifestyle. There are consequences to living a lifestyle like this. And I think this movie does a good job of showing that um, and, and, and in a pretty intense way. I mean, that last third of the movie when he's, he's looking pretty ragged and pretty rough when he's gotten into the drugs and um, yeah. you know how it's affecting his life and, and all that. It's, it doesn't uh, it doesn't pull too many punches with that part of the mm-hmm. movie. And I think that's what I appreciate about that is it's not just glamorizing it. It, it mm-hmm. is giving you, the both sides of it and you know appreciating the fact that a lot of this stuff the more i read up on it is a lot of this stuff like you said earlier is stuff that was told you know by people who are in this lifestyle like oh yeah that that really happened like that that mm-hmm. whole thing the whole thing where he flew off the handle at the um, you know wait i'm funny i'm funny do i amuse you funny funny how mm-hmm. you know the, the guy uh, one of the guys said actually yeah i was telling uh, i was telling martin scorsese about a story about uh, something that happened to me one time, and I mentioned to him, you know, about it was the almost the exact word for word same conversation they had when he was in the mob, and uh, Martin Scorsese, Martin, Martin Scorsese is like, that's outstanding. You, we, we've got to put that in the movie. Like we have to have that situation in the movie. That's amazing, and so that's mm-hmm. where that scene ended up coming from. And just to know that this stuff is is true to life, but still has that maybe that barrier of the fictionalized version of it, it makes me okay <laughs> with watching it um, and allowing me to take a look at something that I I will never be a part of. I don't ever want to be a part of, but at least I feel like I'm somewhat educated to know this is what that lifestyle is like. And, and this is how people, you know, get hooked into that kind of thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: But yeah, very, very much. and And Martin Scorsese, I mean, always with his movies, he doesn't tend to pull a lot of punches when it comes to the violence and, you know, some of the other aspects of it, you know, he's not going to, he's not going to give you a clean picture.
0: No, no, I agree with you. I, I, you know, I hear everything you guys are saying and I think that's it. And I, I, I think that's, that's definitely it. And I, uh, you know, I don't know that I would add, I, I, I don't think there's much to add beyond that because yeah, it is, it is a, it, it, it's a very grim picture and and I, I think he he paints a grim picture in this of uh, of, of what that lifestyle uh, what that lifestyle entails
4: well and they and you get the um, you know you get the the parts where his marriage starts to fall apart I mean he and Karen were very much in love um, you know when they first met and, and everything seemed to be going pretty well. And then, you know, you get to later on in the movie where it's, uh, what was it, Friday nights are for girlfriends and Saturday nights are for wives. And and then he's got Janice, his girlfriend, and, you know, Karen finds out about it and she goes to Janice's apartment and is like ringing the ringing the buzzer for every apartment around and telling the landlord that, um, you, know, a, you know, she's a lady of ill repute mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. all this other stuff. And then the part where, uh, you know, she's, I think it was is she holding him at gunpoint. Um, and like, mm-hmm. he wakes up and she's just got the gun pointing straight at his face. And then, you know, with, with that scene, what I cause it had been a while since I'd seen this movie. So with that scene, when everything kind of calmed down and he got her to kind of calm down and back off a little bit, I'm like, oh, good. And just the moment that I sighed and thought, oh, good. He just hauled off and hit her. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh man, that, I mean, that's, that's kind of the metaphor for this movie. I think. Is like just yeah. when you think things to be like, okay, cool. That's, oh, wow. They just did that, didn't they? Um, that's not cool at all. Um, you know, and, and so I think that's kind of, I think that kind of goes to the type of movie this is and how they're going to portray this lifestyle and how this affects so many other things. That it's not just the crime. It's not just the violence. It's, it's also going to go and affect every single one of your other, relationships and your attitude towards things and, and how you, you know, how you behave around other people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, she, she, got messed up in the drug thing and mm-hmm. she got messed up. And I mean, you know, she kind of very much became one of those wives that she was like and girlfriends that she was like, uh, um, what am I trying to say? Um, recoiling from mm-hmm. the first time she saw them they looked you know they, they looked haggard they look beaten you know and all this kind of thing and um you know i mean it was like and she became that so yeah yeah that was very rough
4: i am just realizing for the first time that if you shorten his name his name is hank hill
3: Mm-hmm.
4: like king of the hill hank hill oh uh-
3: that boy ain't
4: right that boy even looking at looking over at uh, joe pesci's kid that boy ain't right I, i'll tell you what if you can get a crew to to hit the lufthansa vault uh jfk i'll tell you what we can get uh 160 million dollars that turned into more of like a bill clinton than a hank hill i apologize for that
3: it did kind of it, it was interesting
4: yeah hillary and <laughs> chelsea and yeah um yeah, I, I just noticed, I'm looking at his name, I'm like Henry Hill, Henry Hank, oh good grief, Hank Hill. That's a very different movie. You could, actually you could take all the guys that hang around outside, Boomhauer and Hank Hill and all those, you could replace them with all the characters from this, you could have Pauly, you could have Jimmy, you could have, um, you know, have Henry, I'd watch that cartoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably be a little rough for primetime, but.
0: Yeah, you, know, you know, and it's funny they burned down that um, uh, guy's restaurant. You know, well,
4: but not ha ha funny,
0: right? Right, right. Not <laughs> ha funny. It's it's yeah. that's yeah. Um, you guys know about the Villa Venice, right? No, inform me. Over uh, not displays. It's right down on Restaurant Row. You don't you know you guys you guys know, oh. know about the Villa Venice? Mm-mm. The Villa Just Venice, the Villa Venice restaurant um, was. You know, supposedly, well, not supposedly. It was owned uh, and run by, I think it was Sam Giancana, and and, and that well, that and makes it was, sense. And it was outside of, um, outside of the city. I mean, this was still kind of the sticks up here, and it was right on Milwaukee Avenue, right where the current Gowers You guys know Algiers, oh, yeah. yeah. That used to be the Villa Venice. Oh. Okay. and they had it was Italian, obviously an Italian restaurant and you can find pictures of it online and of the menu and and they had gondola yeah, rides. At it now. Yeah, they had gondola rides on the uh, is it the Disneys River right there? Yeah. Yeah. And because yeah,
3: it was the Hilton Northbrook.
0: Right. But that was but again, back in the day and it was owned by him and and you'd go in there and um they um, um you know, had the gondola rides right on the Displains River and Frank Sinatra performed <laughs> there. And and it was <laughs> literally what was it?
3: Gondola rides with airplanes. I know. I, can't I get mean, that picture out of my head.
0: I know. <laughs> and then Sinatra. There's actually a recording because uh, mm-hmm. Jeff and I were talking about. Uh, you know, he. I'd heard the recording, and he he loaned it to me and whatnot. But it was Frank Sinatra, and I want to say he got Sam Davis and um, um, and uh, um, Dean Martin to perform and that's when they went out on stage <laughs> dean martin says hey hold it down there don't you know there's a gangster asleep upstairs and it was like oh you know like but that i mean the whole crew and they they recorded it but that whole you know that was that was where they hung out and i, I think i mean i i think you know folks not connected could go there as well but then it burnt down under mysterious circumstances um you know, and so, you know, you kind of look at this, you look at this restaurant portrayed in this movie, um, and you, you just kind of think about that, but, uh, here's a, yeah. uh,
4: I, I found a website that talks about it and, um, there's a quote from a wall street journal reporter. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, uh, first it says the Villa of nice era though came to a close several years after the Rat Pack performance in the sixties, I think 62. Um, and then here's the quote from the Wall Street Journal reporter. It burned down in March 1967. One of those kitchen fires that have a way of breaking out at four in the morning when the insurance is paid up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So anyways, that's, that's, you know, obviously this is talking about uh, New York, but you know, just seeing those things. And yeah. I want to say, I want to say they said the same thing out here, you know, uh, out a little bit, like the four Winds golf course, And, uh, you know, at one time and, you know, and like they, and like they portrayed it in, um, in, uh, in, in the Godfather, you know, it's really, there's like business. It's like, there's the legitimate side of the business and Mm -hmm. there's, you know, and the whole thing, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: So do you have a, and, and we've already kind of said, obviously this, we don't want to look at this as, you know, glorifying a lifestyle or things like that but in terms of the movie itself, when you sit down to watch this movie and you're like, this is a whether it's, whether it can make you a little sick to your stomach or, or whether you really enjoy you know the characters in this movie, uh, which the characters are amazing, like every single character in this movie you kind of, within the first few moments, um, you know, the narration doesn't hurt, but within the first few moments you know these characters, like they don't have to tell you too much about these characters and you, you already kind of have a pretty good sense of who they are and what they're mm-hmm. about um, is there do you have a favorite character in this movie or a favorite scene I'll, I'll give you two choices in case you don't want to go character is there a scene in this movie that you're like that's when I think goodfellas I think of this character when I think of goodfellas I think of this scene
0: wasn't the guy that when they went into the witness protection program wasn't that guy like a really a government like an, like an agent that was talking to them do I have that right or was that an actor or was that like a real guy it was a real guy but not portraying oh, mean, like who? oh i don't know yeah i i was just you know when we I mean, were talking about playing co- a
3: real guy because it's from the from the story but yeah I right yeah that's a good question
0: so anyways go ahead I, I'll, I'll let you speak and i'll do my own research on the google machine
3: i was just gonna say scene wise i think we've already talked about it my favorite scene in this movie and it's a bloody scene but wow well, yeah i guess it it's not a bloody scene. It just gets really bad, but it's the. What am I a clown? I mean, that's when I think Goodfellas. That's the. That's my scene right there. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: I will. I will say way before I ever saw this movie, uh, my first exposure to this movie and these type of characters was the Animaniacs cartoon Good Feathers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When you had the when you had the three pigeons and they had the one that always was oh, like the God. Joe Pesci kind of pigeon, it's like what am I? What, what am I? What am I? A clown? I? And they like every episode what he'd I go mean. into some kind of rant. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally watched Goodfellas, I was like, oh, that's where Good Feathers got it from.
3: I but that's get what it. <laughs> okay.
4: Okay. 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 I get it. I get it now.
3: <laughs> Whatever you want, Leo gets. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right.
0: <laughs> yeah. This it, in this in the thing I referenced earlier, the, the the guy that um that really was a wise guy, you know, and was reviewing these movies. He claimed that that Joe Pesci kind of like in his neighborhood, he grew up and there were a lot of those guys, you know, so he had kind of was was front row seat to seeing, you know, seeing what those guys were like in real life.
3: Yeah, it doesn't surprise me that much. I got to be honest. Mm-hmm.
4: What about you, Pat? Do you have a favorite uh, character or scene in this movie? <laughs>
0: Well, you know, I, 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 like I said on our quotathon a thon thing, you know, I love that quote. You know, you always, you never rat on your friends and you always keep your mouth shut. And, um, you know, I, I, I like that quote. I think it works for most, you know. And like I said on the episode, I mean, there are some exceptions. I mean, obviously, if, you know, we all work in education. If you see harm being done to a child, you know, or, you know, especially in, in lieu of, you know, all the things that have been going on around our our country you know i i i think it's important important to speak up and have a voice and, and you know all that kind of stuff um but I, I like that line on 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 less of a serious level you know there's sometimes at work when you just keep your mouth shut and there's always that person that <laughs> wants to talk at the meeting shouldn't be talking at the meeting or wants to go to the boss and kind of like say well did you know that so and so and they're whatever and it's no we don't do that we don't need to you know just Let's just get our job done, you know, and so I, I, you know, I kind of like that quote. Um, as far as the scene, I got to be honest, it's the one I think really where he was sweeping her off her feet. And I've referenced it before. It was just, it was done so well, you know, it was a great tune um, and uh, uh, it was a great way they filmed it. The action was you know, just flowing. And I'm going to ask here, I'm going to talk about camera angles. Did they, was that one continuous scene? I mean, did they have any cuts in that? Or was that kind of one of those things like, you know,
4: where, in the where spoilers in, 1917,
0: yeah. what was it like one continuous scene where they just go in and they just follow them right along?
4: Yeah. Where they go in through the back of the restaurant and they go through the kitchen and that whole scene that is like, that's considered to be when, when people study, film and you study mm-hmm. camera work like that's one of the scenes they study because apparently it took them 24 hours and I don't even know how many takes to get that scene right um, mm-hmm. just between the lighting between the timing of everything but that's kind of like when when people talk about you want to look at a master class in uh, camera work that you got that's one of the scenes you got to take a look at
3: okay because there's a okay. lot
4: that goes into that like to be able to get that to be that one just like with 1917 to be able to get that to be one continuous shot yeah. There's a lot that has to go into, you know,
0: doing that right and getting it right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will tell you that But it's
3: so cool when it lands. Uh, like it oh,
0: it's, so good. It, it's and I think that's I think that's what I'm saying is that it's just a powerful scene. Mm-hmm. You know? It's just it's just a powerful scene. Um I, not necessarily in terms of, oh, that's meaningful and changed my life powerful, mm-hmm. but it just conveys so much. And you have, like I said, the music that he put with mm-hmm. it and the, all that. I So I, I'll, I'll well, stop talking unless well, right. I think it's, of something else that pops up. But, well, no, uh,
4: And it's like you said, it's like the it's that lifestyle that he's trying to it's what it's what pulled him into that lifestyle. He's using that to kind of pull her. He's like seducing her into that lifestyle. And it's like, hey. I don't go in through the main entrance. I go in through this entrance. I mm-hmm. get to go places nobody else gets to go. And nobody asks me, hey, why are you walking through here? I go wherever I want to go, and you're coming with me. And just the mm-hmm. fact that he can do that, I mean, that's that's just his way. You know, he's taken exactly what drew him into this and, and what really attracted him to this whole lifestyle, and he's using that on her, you know, to, yeah. to just really, you know, show off as much as he can. Yeah. It's just, and it it's turns, great. It's a great shot.
0: And it, it, it turns deadly, you know? I mean, right. and she says at that point, if some boyfriend, you know, when she sees the guy just beaten down across the street um, and I mean, I, I won't go into too much detail, nothing in, in my family, I'll say that, you know, just so there's not too much, but I mean, let's just say I've heard like second or third hand account of something similar like that happening. And it's like the same beats, you know, and I kind of heard the story and it was like, you want to tell the people involved, like, do you ever see Goodfellas? I mean, how do you think this is going to end? Cause what you're telling me kind of is tracking exactly what was depicted in that movie, you yeah. know? And
4: I think for me, I think one of my favorite scenes is when they do the introductions, like as they're walking through the bar and they're introducing all the, di- and I'm, I'm completely forgetting all the different names. Um, but as they're walking through the bar, they got all the different, uh, what is it like? It's, uh, I, I was trying to find a list of them. Um, Oh no, I thought I had him, but um, you know, like you know, the Pete the Killer and and you know all these different guys, uh, no 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 knows and like some of the different guys, they're different names and as he's going through and just introducing all the different guys, that part I I like that scene like where he's yeah. going through, he knows yeah. everybody in that scene, he knows everything about everybody. It's it's a family, yeah. it's a connection, and um, you know, not only did he just. Did he get hooked into this lifestyle? But but it's keeping him in this lifestyle because he's got, you know, it, it's a family. It's where he belongs. It's what he knows, um, you know. And it's it's very much not not to the mafia side of things, but my wife's family being Italians, it's a very different family structure and kind of you know togetherness that you don't always get so much in in other families. You know, growing up. We, you know, we were a, like a Scott Irish family. We don't necessarily, I mean, we spend holidays with our extended family, but we don't live right next to each other. We don't do all this other stuff. And it was a, a kind of a culture shock for me for the first time coming into like the, the Italian New Year's Eve party. I'm like, good grief. How many cousins do you have? <laughs> and I, well, and, and then when it came to, when we were getting married, we're like, well, we have to invite like these 30 people just because, you know, this person's still alive. And I was like, wait, what? do you know who these people? No. I mean, some of them, they're cousins. I'm like, well, yeah, but like, have you ever seen them? No, this one, I don't know. But, you know, so it's that kind of like everybody together and everybody's family and just huge groups of people. And, and for me at first I was like, I'm not used to this, but you know, very quickly you get used to it. It's fun and it's fun to have that many people around and that many people kind of being close and, you know, just people Mm -hmm. dropping by whenever and, and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, and, and the, the, I think that's one of the other scenes I like, too, is when Karen is talking about, and we were all together all the time. And it was kind of, at first, she's kind of like a little overwhelmed by it. But then it's like, when everybody goes to jail, then she feels completely separated. And mm-hmm. she's like, it's like, everything's been pulled away from her, and now she just feels yeah. isolated. And um, I think those two scenes, I'll, I'll pull those two scenes and kind of put them together, because I think they're very, very similar in that it really gets that, you know, not not looking at the negative side of it at that point, it's looking at the family side of it. You know, that's the positive about this lifestyle. If you could say that there's a positive is you do have a family and to a point that family does have your back now to a point that, and that's where I'm going <laughs> to, I'll stop right. that right there. Cause there is a point at which somebody will just hand you 3,200 bucks and say, you know, see you later.
0: Well, and that was the scary thing is that's when you realize like it's all a facade, right. you know, I mean, it's like, right. and, I, and I think it's interesting about these movies, too. And I think you see this when you see The Godfather and it's like, well, wh- why does that like I joke that, you know, the food looks so good is, you know, it will depict aspects of a culture that is very warm. And very inviting and all that, you know, much in the same way that, uh, you you know, you'll laugh when I make this reference. But one of the great things I've always said about Harry Potter is it creates this wonderfully thought out world built around magic and good and evil. And it's but it juxtaposes it with a kid going to school Mm -hmm. and school lists and coming of age and. You know, dating girls and classes he does well in slash classes he doesn't do, like things that if you took all the magic out of it you'd have a great you know coming of age story right I, and and so you get the juxtaposition of these two different concepts and I think that happens in some of these movies is you know you see you know aspects of the family you know the food and the family and everyone coming together and the you know, but then it's combined with this very, very uh, brutal criminal side of things, c- criminal life. Um, you know, one like a like an insular society that just kind of plays by its own rules. You know, um, and that makes it that makes it hard to that makes it hard to that makes it hard to watch. You know, it's funny that the, what one of the times that uh, you mentioned getting together with your in laws, poor Tammy came over, and I, we were still dating at the time, and we had you know the whole family was together, and um, you know, I mean, I, oh God, I like my earliest memories as a kid or mom and dad arguing about politics or world events or whatever, and I mean, it was like arguing, and it was just like all in, you know, here we go, and uh, you know, kids were usually involved too. And, uh, you know, and it was just, it went, and poor Tammy came and this is, you know, everybody's over grandparents on aunts, aunts, the whole thing and everyone's going and she's sitting there quiet with like these, like the deer in the headlights look and, uh, just like, oh my God, there's people yelling and all this. And then it finally quiets down It's well. Okay. You know, and, and, um, and, uh, I will tell you the Irish side of the family could light it up pretty darn good too. I mean, that would, anyway, she's sitting there and my great aunt (laughs) looks over my, and this was, she must've been like, I don't know, 85, 90 years old or something like this and looks over. And Tammy was just sitting there quietly kind of observing this whole thing. And she goes, well, Tammy, I don't know how you feel about things, but one of these days you're going to have to get your head out of the sand and have yourself an opinion and get out there. She gets up and leaves the table and it was like, oh my god why did you yeah. like i just wasn't trying to, i didn't know you
4: know okay well you tell tammy that i had a very similar experience <laughs> and i completely understand that entire feeling because yeah. i i guess when when i first when i kind of was first coming around uh I, I guess the uh the question was is he okay mm-hmm. like <laughs> is is everything okay he's very quiet yeah. It, and I didn't find out about this until, you know, years later, but like is I'm is he okay? He's very quiet. He doesn't really talk. Yeah. And I'm like I'm just I, number one, I don't have a chance to get a word in. Right. I, number two, I I'm, I'm just soaking all this in right now. Like I when I have something to say, I'll say something, but you know, I'm I'm not uh I I've gotten to the point now where I can hold my own. Like I do just fine when we go over to like a Christmas Eve party or whatever, I can hold my own with the rest of the family now. But you know, at that point I was like, I'm going to need, you know, a a decade or so to just absorb what's going on here. And, uh, and then I'll be able to jump in and I'll be fine. But so you tell Tammy, I know exactly how she feels.
0: Yeah. 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 The first couple of times it's just kind of like a closed mouth catches no flies, Mm -hmm. like the Irish said, and you just, you know, Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah. And that, that, being together thing I mean I, you know I take
4: the I take the be slow to speak part uh, very seriously
0: yeah yeah well and be quick, and uh, be quick to
4: listen. was it be quick to listen and slow to speak I, I, take yeah. the, I take that part very seriously yes
0: and that being that being together thing I remember hearing stories like that because my my grandfather had four or five brothers I think and during the second world war they went all off and served and I mean they were all they were you know in all different theaters and, and everything like that. My, my um, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting, you know, when we were at the uh, uh, cemetery a little bit earlier this year and, and it was, you know, where my grandfather and all you know were buried and you go down the line and it was just like United States army, United States army, United States Navy, United States Marine Corps. I mean, it's just like, Holy cow. It's, it's a little humbling, but they all came back after the second world war and they were all living in their house with their spouses. Mm. Right. And, uh, I think according to legend, that's when my grandmother told my grandfather we're moving out is when she got walked in on the bathroom, like the third time Mm -hmm. and that, you know, or something like that. But yeah, they all got back together and were arguing about who, you know, who saw more action during the second world war, which branch of the service was whatever. And I guess my great grandmother came out of the kitchen with the butcher knife and said, you're all home, you know, Praise God, we will not be arguing about this, you know, kind of thing. But <laughs> Yeah.
4: Well, that but, was the uh, the street that we live on was kind of like Sharon's family street. Like mm-hmm. it was at least I want to say three, four houses on the street were all relatives. And right. they all had these stories about, you know, when it was Christmas time, when it was New Year's, when it was Thanksgiving. You would just you'd start at one house and you just you kind of make yeah. your way around the neighborhood and by the time yeah. you made it back home, you you know. Like a you, you, had a very, she go, you had a very warm feeling inside, and you'd enjoyed some time with family. And
0: uh, are, was she from around here?
4: Yeah, from this area. Like her okay. family. So,
0: I, for
4: those who know the Chicago area, um, I live in Lake Forest, and so they're, um they're pretty much most of the family at the time lived like on this one street um, okay. know, in, in Lake Forest, and and uh, we had um, what was it like four? I'm going to mess up on it was it four generations of her family have been born at Lake Forest hospital. Okay. Or something like that. Something like, so yeah, no, they've been, in fact, they're one of the, I think at this point they would be one of the, what they, what they consider the centennial families. Um, Okay. So families that have been there for at least a hundred years. Got it. So yeah, no, they're, they're pretty, they kind of got here and then they spread out from here.
0: Yeah. My, my family, uh, um, uh, was from Highwood, the Highwood okay. area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and so was, I see. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right, and that's uh, and that's. I mean, I still can go by the you know hundred and however year old house, um, you know that they all grew up in. Um, but I want to say that I think around Highwood, I think my grandfather when he was an altar boy served mass for a visiting bishop or cardinal or something that later went on to be the Pope. And when he was in Italy in the Navy, he actually got a private audience with the Pope because the Pope had found out that he had served mass for, you know, and mm-hmm. back when he was just, you know, so right on. yeah, but it, it is. I mean, and that was, you know, it was kind of the neighborhood kind of thing. Big Italian
3: so. culture in I they still have a real nice bocce club up there. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, my, my, uh, I, I, well, I don't want to say I remember when the bocce ball thing went up, but I know my, my great, great uncle Nick or my great uncle Nick. And I don't even know if he was an uncle, but when he was at the family party, it was just you refer to him as Uncle Nick and you go to him if you need anything. Um, <laughs> but he was there when the bocce ball court, you know, when that whole nice. thing was going up. And it's, it's, it's fun. I've been yeah.
3: there a couple of times.
0: Yeah. I'll tell you though, I mean I'll tell you though, that was one thing that boy, I'll tell you. I I never grew up watching The Godfather or good I, my dad didn't want any part of that whole deal. And uh that was one thing like I picked up a book or two on it or I was watching something and you know, I was younger, but that was one of the first times that I kind of got called out by my grandfather. Um and that was like, "Ooh, this is different. Why are you reading this? Why is this interesting to you?" Well, I mean that was like that was a quote unquote, that was a <laughs> big deal um (laughs) when you know and that was that was you know because that 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 was not necessarily you know you want to talk about the guy that developed the radio or you know wonderful pieces of art or music or the food or something like that you maybe this this other kind of thing that was not that was not always glorified that was not glorified Mm -hmm. that was not Looked upon. Like I said, when I started reading books about it or wanting to watch movies about it, it was, you know, even well, today, my dad will kind of be like, eh, I don't, eh, not too interested. And, in and it.
4: realistically, in a lot of families, there, you probably had at least one connection somewhere. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, I think it's probably about time to jump into our three questions. So here we so, are with, oh, yeah, no, go ahead. I kind of, no, I was just going to say, I kind of got off on a jaunt there. I no, apologize. No, no, no. I
0: didn't want to be. This uh,
4: are you kidding the, our our whole podcast is jaunts okay you know it's Johns with a side of movies that's totally yes, that's, that's, that's right that's what we're here for so alright we're also here for three questions
0: he asks each traveler five questions three questions three questions
1: it's impossible to answer
0: impossible because you don't know the answer nobody could
1: answer that question I want to ask you a bunch of questions I want to have them answered immediately
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh man all right that's, that's the only funny. that's the only necessary answer uh thank you for listening to the 30 something movie podcast <laughs> that's it that's all you just now bo i'm gonna put you on the spot do you have <laughs> do, do you have one do you have one that could be told on the podcast I, you Bo know, just, just won funny, the podcast I
3: don't, even, I don't even really know any like off the top of my head that mm-hmm. i use but And and I'm
4: sorry, if if I knew that was going to be your answer, I would have made this question number two. (laughs) uh,
3: Immature toilet humor works for me. Like jokes about poop are still funny, always will be funny. It's kind of a joke in my house that I am 12 and I still find poopy (laughs) jokes funny, but I do, you know. (laughs) Just are. Oh man, that's funny. Oh man, you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a funny guy. What did the poo say to the fart?
4: <laughs> Pat's not going to make it through the. He's not going to make it to the punchline. <laughs> so
3: man, I can't. It, you same. blow me away. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Oh man, that's funny. <laughs> I'm telling you. I, you know,
0: uh, what, I, uh,
3: what's the best time to go to the bathroom?
0: When, when you got to go 240.
3: you close, 230.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Oh, these are definitely coming out tomorrow. I, mm, well. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know if we can top that, but Pat, what amuses you?
0: I, I, Bo, like I said a few minutes ago, Bo just won the podcast. I, pretty much. We, yeah. but, 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 defeated the episode. Mm-hmm. You know what? The only thing, the thing that amuses me, I, I mentioned it earlier is all these wonderful videos on YouTube, uh, the breakdown, the things through, um, um, was it vanity fair? And I don't know. I've just found a whole slew of them and they get an expert to then break down scenes, uh, in a movie that features subject matter of which they are an expert of. Mm-hmm. So, you know, fighter pilot, breaking down fighter plane scenes, um, you know, um, a, f- a firefighter breaking down firefighting scenes and then sometimes they'll have like actors breaking down their iconic scenes um, and I just I really what like enjoy started enjoying watching them so I mean that that those amuse me so if I'm like sitting around and I'm like oh man I can't sleep I gotta put some I don't want to watch a whole show what do I do I'll just search something up on YouTube uh, of you know some guy breaking stuff down and uh, yeah that that amuses me
4: a lot of stuff amuses me, but I think one of the things that always gets to me, and and my sister would disagree with me on this because she started off, um, she started off her college career, well, she started off in education, but then she switched to um, uh, kind of like marketing and advertising things like that. Uh, she is not as much a fan of this. I love a good talking animal commercial. <laughs> Like yeah. <laughs> anytime you get, when you get to the Super Bowl and they've got a commercial with like a talking monkey or they've got the little, you know, the, the was it the Geico commercial with the pig and the pig went yeah. we, 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 all the way home and you got the pig leaning out the window with the little pinwheels. Wee, 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 wee. Like that whole thing. That kind of, st- that amuses me. Like if you've, if you've got a commercial. Yeah. Bud. Wise. Err. Ur. Yeah. Yo quiero Taco Bell. Um, Any of those, like any of the talking animal, love all of them. So that uh, that amuses me.
0: Your sister's in marketing.
4: Uh, she did she works yeah she works for now she works she's um, kind of one of their social media directors for Reynolds okay okay like Reynolds rap. Okay. Um, yeah, so she works for them now but uh, yeah when she first when she first started off she was at uh, University of Texas and she was in advertising and we'd kind of get into so- debates about that. She's like those are just so it's just so cheap. I, well, OK, but I'm like the average Joe who really thinks these are funny.
0: And who are you trying to advertise it to?
3: And I love it. And like, Right.
0: <laughs> I think it's hilarious. I, I, that's what I was curious about is like what she bumped against with mm-hmm. that. If it's yeah. if it was. But so it's just lowbrow. I, I what think it, I think
4: at that point she had gone through like her grad school courses. And it was it was very much like, you know, here's here's what advertise. It was like Mad Men. And, and I'm mm-hmm. all for like the Mad Men. You're going to change the world with this ad slogan kind of stuff. Right. But also, if you give me like a, a human walking around with a corgi head, like mm-hmm. that's just as funny to me, too. Like that's right. I'm going to remember that just as well as I'm going to remember the, you know, Clydesdale horses and all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, we did get some responses on social media uh, for this one. The uh, for what amuses you. We got some responses from our Oklahoma contingent. Uh, we got a very creepy picture. Uh, J, uh, D Graves. From the Shirley, you can't be serious podcast. Um, he said a clown, and then he gave me a very creepy picture of um, Tim Curry Pennywise smiling at me. Mm. So, thank you, D, for f- mm. fully creeping me out earlier today when that popped up on my phone, mm. uh, or a couple of days ago. And uh, let's see, Jason Colvin, uh, the other host of Shirley, can't be serious podcast. He posted up two pictures. And that's probably why I've been saying this over and over in this episode. Uh, he posted up a picture. He said, uh, actually, Joe Pesci in the Lethal Weapon movies is very amusing. And he's got a picture of Joe yes. Pesci with a whole bunch of... Okay, 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 yeah. okay, 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 okay. Um, the other picture he posted up is the Three Stooges. And that, there you go. that amuses me too. Like, I've tried to show the Three Stooges to my kids, and they just don't get it. Like okay. It's, it's just not... I've And I've tried to show them the classics... Um, you know, I've, I've tried to show them the one where they're trying to fix the plumbing in the house and, um, you know, I've tried to show them the one where, uh, they are in the, uh, they're in like the, the Middle Eastern sultans. Of course, all of these things are probably highly offensive now. Um, but (laughs) uh, you know, where they're trying to find like the, the buried treasure and they're in the Mm -hmm. the sultan's palace and he thinks that he's uh, chopping up a dog and a cat in the kitchen. When he comes to serve the food later on, because he hears him as he's pounding the food in the next room, and they hear the dog and the cat meowing and barking, so he thinks that that's what they're cooking for dinner.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, all those, all those good old skits. The uh, disorder in the court, all the. Gates. I
3: love disorder. Yeah. in the Court.
4: Those are good. Do you solemnly swear? Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, certainly. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: yeah. <whop, whop, whop, whop. No, you address him as your honor. My honor. My honor. <laughs> uh, so those are some things that amuse us. Uh, question number two. If somebody told you, hey, I took care of that thing for you, what would they have taken care of?
3: My yard. My landscaping. <laughs> done. I wouldn't have to so, think about it. wouldn't have to worry about it. it just done.
4: So for you, it's Pete, it's Pete the weed killer. Yep. There you go.
3: You got that right. Yeah. Hey, hey, for, hey, Mr.
4: Warmbold. I took care of that thing for you. I did the edging too.
3: Excellent.
0: <laughs> I think whenever someone's taken care of a thing for me, it's usually like, you know, a, a little tech piece, or you know, sometimes for a concert. Um, and I think we were talking about this at one of the other podcasts. Of so, hey, I, so
4: it, I'm your I'm your Pete the Killer.
0: Yeah, you're oh, cool. you're you're okay. yeah you you've. <laughs> Uh, Dennis has been my, okay. my the killer occasionally. And, um, but, uh, yeah, it'll just be like, yeah, I, I'd like to get something. How easy can we get concerts online? You know, mm-hmm. it'll be something like that. Or, Hey, how, how, you know, I, I gotta make my computer do this. How would, you know, um, and it'll be, you know, I, I try to, when I ask favors of people, I try not to make it too overarching like Mm -hmm. this huge it's just like this one little task like I've broken it down this is what I need if you could please do this that would you know. so it'll usually be a hey Pat I took care of that thing oh great now I can you know all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff so yeah I'd say that probably you know like a tech piece or you know granted me you know granted me access to the voting for the 91 movies you oh, know there you, go. There you, go. you know like something like that just yeah. you know sometimes a
2: thing
0: for you. hey you know our I school secretary it. like hey i'm really sorry to bother you is there any way you can oh yeah yeah and then you know, i'll be walking through hey pat i took care of that thing for you okay great mm-hmm. thank you you there know you so
4: yeah i think that that tends to happen well i it tends to be sometimes at work i'm i'm the pete the killer and yeah it's like hey yeah. can you we need this I'm like, all right I'll get that for you um it's really nice. There are some occasions here and there where it ends up being like, somebody comes to me like, Hey, I I took care of that one thing for you. Like, you don't have to worry about that. Like one less thing to worry about. Like Mm -hmm. there. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, basically lately, if I could give one specific example, Bo, it's your brother, uh, having helped track down some of our movies for us since I can't get to the library (laughs) and track down the movies myself. Um, it's been your brother. So basically will has become my Pete, the killer.
3: Yeah, I will, so, I will let him know.
4: So let him let yeah. him know that. He gets the honorary. I don't think this is going to be our, uh, we've been talking about the greatest generation. I don't think Pete the Killer is going to become our drunk Shimoda. I don't think we need to re, I don't know that this is a name that we can reuse regularly throughout the podcast.
3: Yeah. No, that might be a little, a little
4: much. Who's your Pete the Killer this week? That's right. <laughs> well, in Jurassic Park, the Pete the Killer is... <clears throat> I do it's, like the Sam, concept, it's, though. It's, it's Sam. Not... It's Sam Jackson's character. He took care of feeding the Velociraptor, so he's a little slower when, uh, when the other people come through. There you go. Yeah, he had to give an arm and a leg for it too. Um, all right. So, do we have any? Re- I don't think we had any responses for that one on the social medias. Question three: If you could only watch two Martin Scorsese movies for the rest of your life, which two would they be?
0: I gotta go last. I gotta go last. On that
4: one? Okay.
3: I'm gonna say. Wolf of Wall Street and Goodfellas. Okay. Now I'm hoping that the upcoming TV show Devil in the White City will supplant one of those Mm. because I think that could be really cool. But I got to go with Wolf of Wall Street and Goodfellas right now.
4: Okay.
0: All right. Pat, you said you have to go last on this one? I got to go last because I got three and I'm hoping that someone's going to take down one of them. Okay.
4: (laughs) Um. All right, for me, you know what? And as we said earlier, I mean, a lot of his movies, they're not, they're not those movies that are like, oh hey, I like, I got nothing else to do right now. I'm gonna go watch a Martin Scorsese movie. Like you, right. oh, like you said, you have to be kind of in a mindset of, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to take the time to watch it. I've heard that there's this amazing movie that came out that's a Martin Scorsese. I'm gonna sit down and watch this, but I gotta, I. I have to steal myself. I got to get ready for, you know, brace yourself. It's a Scorsese movie. Um, You know, I will say the two that I'm going to pick just because they have, they've changed. Well, I'm going to pick this one. Um, I'm going to pick Goodfellas as one of them. The other one I'm going to pick just because it, I've really changed my mind on the entire movie and I've now watched it probably three or four times and it's another one that it's it's very hard to watch. Like for me it's very hard to watch, but when I do watch it I'm like, you know what? I can appreciate the artwork, you know, for the artwork that this is, the the literary piece that this is. It it is a it is a masterful piece of filmmaking. Um so I'm going to pick The Last Temptation of Christ because that one for me, like nice. when I first watched the first time I watched that movie, I almost stopped in the middle cuz I got so angry at it. Mm-hmm. you know just because of my beliefs I was like this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen this is a ridiculous movie and I, I just got angry I was required to watch it as part of a class that I was mm-hmm. in and so I was not in the right mindset to watch that at all watched the movie hated the movie and then years later I was like you know what I, I actually think it might have been for the podcast um you know I, I kind of came back to it I was like you know what I'm gonna give I'm gonna give this one another chance I'm gonna watch this one again just because now I've you know I, I've I've spent a little bit more time like studying film and reading about film. I want to watch this one again because I I'm not sure I gave it a fair shake. Um and still I uh, the things that make it very rough for me to watch are the things that don't jive with my beliefs, but it is like for for the for the masterpiece quality of it. Like for what it is as a work of art, it's very well done and it's very intriguing and it just it's it's a movie now that if i start it i gotta watch all the way through and it's one of those that i'm not sure that i'm going to do anything else while i'm watching it a lot of movies i may do something else while i'm watching the movie this is one of those that i kind of feel like if i'm in the movie i gotta pay attention to it even though i've seen it several times so i think for myself i'm gonna pick goodfellas and i'm gonna pick last temptation of christ
0: all right all right did i buy you enough time pat no, I'm still going to have to list three. Okay. Sorry. Do
4: you, well, do you want me to? Do you, do you want me to give you a little bit more time because I do have some from the Facebooks. Uh,
0: you you know what? I don't th- I I don't think I can narrow it down. If you want to go to the Facebooks, I'll say guests guests first. I'm fine with that. I okay. you know because I've been I've been thinking this over for the last well you sent this out two or three days ago. Days ago so yeah. I've been thinking about it for two or three days. So okay, all right. Well,
4: you you go ahead. You go ahead.
0: I well, and it's funny because these are movies that these are the three that I think I can watch. I'll Mm -hmm. pick them up anytime they're in. They are the Kryptonite. Where if they're on, I have to watch them. Um, I'll watch bits and pieces of them. I can rewatch them. I really enjoy. uh, I uh, the Departed. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy the Departed. Love the music. I love the all the actors in it. I'm actresses. I just. I, you know what? I might actually go watch The Departed tonight when we're done here. <laughs> I mean, I really enjoy that that film, and um, just s- s- some of the humor, some of the cringeworthy blah, parts of it. Um, and oh my gosh, I think that's like an ensemble cast movie. Now that I think about it, I'm like, you know, I'm starting to list in my head everyone that's fantastic in there. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think that was, I mean. You know, Nicholson is the bad guy, but then you had Alec Baldwin. You had, um, um, did you have Marky Mark?
4: Yeah. You had Marky
0: Mark in there. Um, Um, and you had Leo DiCaprio, Leonardo DiCaprio, John Hamm in that one, Matt Damon, Damon. uh, president Bartlett, um, all those guys were in there. Yeah. My gosh, that was a fantastic movie. Okay, I'm going to watch that. When, <laughs> that's what I'm watching when we're done with the podcast. Yeah. Second one that I dug, uh, Gangs of New York. I thought mm-hmm. Gangs of New York was fantastic. And I know that that, that stretched history, you know. Um, I don't know if it's stretched history to the breaking point. I, I think, I know I wouldn't say that. but it, it, I mean, it's stretched history, but I, I, I think not beyond you know, like that, my, my maximum of, Hey, you know what? That looked really entertaining. Let's go read the real story and see what, you know, where the truth is. Um, you know, bill the butcher that portrayal. I mean, ah, that, that was unbelievable. The job that he did, uh, uh, with that. Um, and so those two movies are definitely there. The one that I've got to add in, and I'm trying to figure out if I just like planes or if I really like the movie, and I think it's yes to both. I love The Aviator. I think that that a great portrayal of Howard Hughes, and um, you know, just you know, the stuff that he was dealing with um, was pretty was was pretty fantastic. And they actually, even in that movie, they went and showed like when he was testifying uh, in front of Congress, you know, with the whole, was it the Pan Am scandal or whatever? And he was testifying in front of Congress. Like the dialogue was taken right from the tapes of what Howard Hughes really said. Like, it was like, oh wow, this is, this is unbelievable. And the flying sequences are great in that movie. Um, yeah. So I, 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 I'd have to fight for three. I really, you know, I, I can't choose between the three of them. Maybe I'll watch all three of them tonight when we're done, and then I'll text you guys and let you know what my f- big two are. But I really love all three of those movies. So.
4: Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Well, we had on, on Facebook, we did have uh, we did have some folks that couldn't narrow it down on Facebook and Twitter. They had two or three. Okay. Depending. okay. Uh, Jason and D also responded on Facebook as well. Um, Jason Colvin said, I'm going to go with The Departed and The Aviator. Ah, his awesome. choices. uh he yeah. said his, his honorable mention both he and d mentioned this one his honorable mention was michael jackson's bad video oh a well bad played. music video was also scorsese um and then d said his first choice his second choice was michael jackson's bad video and uh, his first choice was mirror mirror which was the episode of amazing stories that he directed oh, um, no. starring sam watterson
1: oh yeah yeah, that's i gotta
4: he directed that one i gotta go back and watch that yeah um and then on twitter we had let's see um i had it here a second ago um there we go which two so so we had two responses on here we had the twitter account at movie tees Um, which if anybody's looking for any, uh, any good movie t-shirts, they've actually, I've, I've won a couple of contests with them over the years. Um, they put up like a caption contest every now and then on Twitter and, uh, or, um, have you vote between two of their t-shirts, which one you like best. And uh, I've won a couple of different times. And so they've sent me, I've got a a Cyberdyne Systems t-shirt that they sent me and I've got a, um uh hawkins uh, middle school av club from uh, stranger things t-shirt that they sent me for free uh so if you're looking for movie t-shirts movie tees um they're at movie tees uh movie without the e uh, um but yeah go check them out if you're looking for uh t-shirts related to all kinds of different movies um they had three of them they put goodfellas gangs of new york and the wolf of wall street So all great choices for that. And then we had one more reply on Twitter. Um, This one, they did not actually offer any Martin Scorsese movies, but I applaud them for wanting to um, do a little self-promotion. Apparently the Listen Within podcast um, on Twitter, it's at Dr. Arlette Poland. Um, Just put a link to their newest episode for their self-improvement podcast. Really? OK. So, so I don't know if Martin Scorsese is producing or directing the Listen Within podcast, but um, nice. I, they got mentioned on our podcast. Yay. So I guess there's some free advertising for them. But, um, yeah, you know, well, so I maybe maybe they're thinking that all of the people that are in these Martin Scorsese movies could use some self-help. I,
0: which, hey, man, which actually probably, probably not too far off that that isn't. Wow. That's, that's so, fascinating. So, and shout out to the, as always to the Shirley, you can't be furious. Keep up the great work guys. Absolutely. Awesome. Loving it.
4: All right. Well, that's probably going to do it for our good fellows episode. Uh, before we go, let me ask you gentlemen here. Uh, if, uh, if you had to do a score out of five for this movie, if it was, um, if it was five cleaned out trunks, uh, how many trunks would you give this movie? And, and you can do halves if it's like in the process of being cleaned. You could do a half cleaned out trunk. So,
0: Well, I, I was, I'm going to say two things. One, um, I did just look it up. And the guy that was uh, interviewing Henry and Karen Hill mm-hmm. to get into the uh, witness protection program uh, was the actual guy that interviewed Henry Hill oh, nice. to get into the witness protection program. Oh, wow. That, that was not an actor, cool. but that was. Yeah. And he said all his lines were imp, uh, improvised. OK. You know, nice. um, so I, I, I did. I, like a big boy. I did my own Googling go. and I give nice this job. movie. I'd give this movie five out of five in terms of, yeah. I mean, what the heck else? I mean, I mean, it was, yeah,
3: especially if you're talking about cleaned out trunks. I mean, this movie's got it in spades. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. All right. So you both are going to five out of five. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that I would knock it for is, you know, the con- content matter and my feelings about it and all that, mm-hmm. which I mean, that's not what the question is about mm-hmm. the movie. So yeah,
4: I, you know, I'm going to give it a four and a half just because it's it's an amazing movie quality. I mean, between the music, between the actors, the performances, the scenes, all that stuff, um, the only and I know that this is a Scorsese thing. So this is more just a my opinion kind of bumping on it is that, you know, at, at times you could have, I think, gotten the same thing across with even a little bit less violence. I get it. I, I know exactly what he's going for. I know his style. So that's just more of a me thing rather than a, a Scorsese thing. But um, so I, I'm going to give it a four and a half. That's the only reason I'm going to knock it just a little bit for for that piece of it. But otherwise, great movie, like great, too, great story. Too
0: many onions in the sauce for you. Could be.
4: Could be. Or they didn't they didn't slice the garlic quite thin enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, that's going to do it for good, Goodfellas. Uh, come on back here next time. Our next episode as part of our crime month is going to be Miller's Crossing. Then we're going to follow that up with Quick Change and Dick Tracy. And then uh, coming right after that one will be our Time and Space Month, in which we, I think this is a great – well, and our last movie uh, for, for Time and Space Month has nothing to do with time or space. We just we had a free week in there, so we're going to throw it in there as well. Um, our episode, first episode of that month is going to be Back to the Future Part 3. And uh, next one is going to be Star Trek: The Next Generation, the Best of both worlds. I do have mm-hmm. to say, Bo, when I watched it, because it's the first time I've ever watched the one that is the complete like hour and a half um, right. you know edited together. I, I really missed the like dramatic look into the camera as we go into the, you know end of this you episode mean, beginning. Of the-
3: you mean the most dramatic Rikerized mm-hmm. camera in the mm-hmm. entire seven year run? Yeah, Fire. that is the one thing that is missing. Yeah, from that edit is mm-hmm. the dramatic Rikerized eyes mm-hmm. to camera. Which I mean, you
4: you you get the is a you,
3: cornerstone of next generation,
4: right? And and you get the music, you know, you oh, get the yeah. music, and you get the line to fire. And that wasn't that, that's not the last thing he says, like yep. Mr. War Fire or whoever it was. Fire. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, That is the one the one thing that is missing from that edit for sure. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now the conclusion of yeah. See, I missed that whole thing, right? right? And now yeah. the conclusion of. Um, and then, uh, so after that one, so after we go from the, the seriousness of the best of both worlds and that the entire alpha quadrant is in danger, we then progress to spaced invaders. Mm-hmm.
3: Prepare to die yourself Prepare to die here, I want to make sure they which, put that on your tombstone! <laughs> Love which, that
4: movie. which I almost, what I almost want to do is I almost want to take the line from the aliens in spaced invaders and dub that onto whatever the Borg say in best of both worlds.
3: Yes! In, oh instead God, of yes. instead
4: of resistance it's futile, yeah. yeah. Prepare
3: to die, yeah, I, to...
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I am Locutus of Borg. Prepare to die, Earthscom. Yeah. That would be outstanding. That's the Borg battle cry at Wolf Three Five Nine. Yeah. It was a it was a broadband oh. subspace message just sent out to everybody that was "Prepare to die, Earthscom."
0: That that <laughs> character replaces the character of the queen, yes. right? It's just you know yes. all the drones are doing their thing, but the queen is sitting there, you know, mm-hmm. prepared to die, prepared mm-hmm. to die.
4: It's kind of like uh, you've seen the movie Multiplicity. We've talked about this one before. You have seen yes. the movie Multiplicity, and they make a copy of the copy, and it doesn't quite turn out right. They assimilate the aliens from Space Invaders, and it doesn't quite assimilate as well as they would have hoped. Like like yeah. they, they get a little <laughs> exactly. bit they get a little bit of extra in there that they really didn't want as part of the assimilation. Right. So. right
0: yeah abby uh, and, and then uh, abby yeah. abby normal yes abby normal yes. we found abby normal, abby normal
4: um and then the last movie has nothing to do with time and space um but we put it in there because we had a free week and pat had requested this one and it's a great movie that we need to that i have never seen from start to finish so i i need to i need to get on that it's it's on my list with backdraft um mm-hmm. we're gonna finish that month with mo better blues
0: yeah, man. So. Hey, they say music is like organized sound. Yeah, in time. So, I mean, yeah. we got a little bit of a,
4: it's, a little a, bit of a tangent. There's a connection there. There's a connection. Yeah, you can pretty much put anything in time and space. Yeah. So it it works. It works.
0: Yeah, I, and I'm just gonna tell you, man. If like, don't put one of the three questions as, "Hey, like, who's your favorite jazz artist?" or <laughs> well, "What's the best jazz CD out there?" Mm-hmm. or you know, if I was going, yeah, like that, that would just you know
4: welcome to the npr six hour marathon (laughs) yeah
0: this is part of our pledge week we'll be here all afternoon that's right yeah
4: (laughs) no i won't i won't do that to you all right no i would let you narrow it down to
0: like 10 okay okay i won't make you narrow down to one 10 on each instrument right like yeah 10 trumpet players 10 saxophone players yeah 10 drummers 10 piano 10 violin okay
4: I, i'm not probably even gonna know 10 total but yes i figure for you it, it could be 10 for each instrument
0: could happen man yeah it could happen
4: all right i i would have to throw in utah jazz players to be able to get up to 10 at that point but that's
0: you know you do what you got to do i guess right carl malone there you go that's all i got dude just list the personnel from the, the Duke man Ellington... <laughs> yeah
4: <laughs> all right well that's going to do it for good fellas we'll see you all back here next time for miller's crossing thank you both thank you pat for being here
3: thank you john
4: yeah
0: thanks man great all seeing right. you
4: both everybody be excellent to each other go watch some good movies and we will see you back here next time